0: Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lombakir, the World Messenger, and I'm inviting you for another epic episode of Legacy Leader Show. Today, I have a very special guest joining me from Dubai, and he is a very accomplished businessman in family real estate and so many aspects of. His work is actually creating amazing, beautiful buildings and new residents for people that are coming to live in Dubai. But before he fulfilled that dream, family dream, and working hand in hand with his father, he also started from very interesting background and very humble beginnings that really turned his life many times upside down. And before, obviously, he built Azizi Development Construction Company and as a chairman of the Azizi Group, I wanted to share what it takes to have a grit and grace and make magic happen. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Fahad Azizi. Fahad, kefhalik. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for the very generous
1: introduction which meet you.
0: You're were very you were welcome. Thank you again for the opportunity to bring you on the Legacy Leader Show and have a chance to speak with you and unpack not only what's happening right now in Dubai and how exciting the structure of your life is, but before we dive into these exciting things, we also want to show people how did you get to Dubai in first place?
1: Well, uh- Okay, so I'm originally from Afghanistan. I was born 38 years ago in Kabul, and uh, from day one, and I mean literally from day one, um, I personally went through some struggles. But every struggle has made me a better person. Has made me stronger. Um, so I was the first child of seven children. Uh, my my parents have uh, seven children, and I'm the oldest uh, child, and. Uh, I wasn't uh, breathing as as I came to the school, and they, 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 they got all panicked, the doctors and the nurses, and they put me under the machine to do whatever so that I can be fine, and I was fine in a few minutes, but they damaged my left arm, so my left arm is most 50% functional. Um, that has Taking me to the world of sports where I always wanted to be fit and make my hand and my arm and my whole shoulder very functional. So this is just how um, I think this is just an example of how one thing leads to another and then a lot of good can come out of it. So actually, if it wasn't for my arm, I wouldn't be exercising and as, a, as a hobby now. and I, I It's something I, I truly love. So being born in, in Afghanistan itself, that the country is it has an amazing, beautiful landscape, but it's a country with a lot of war and it's a war torn country and a lot of struggles. And uh, we we were, you know, we had very humble beginnings. My father uh, has studied law. He was a prosecutor, a uh, lawyer working for the government. And uh, I was about six years old or five when, when the war broke. In, in, in Afghanistan, a civil war, and uh, uh, my father had no option but to leave the country because he was working for the government, which was falling apart. So he moved to the neighboring country with us, and uh, we stayed back with my grandparents. Uh, and by then, we we're already six or seven siblings, and uh, we we're in Kabul. The war has started, and I was uh, attending grade one. Um, Um, My my school was bound, so schools were shut. We were moving from city to city in the country because a lot of people were migrating to places where it was a bit more peaceful, it was a bit safer. And um, that whole moving, migrating from city to city, lasted about two to three years because uh, there was no schooling, basically. I didn't go to school, I was growing, but I was going to school and I was, uh, we were struggling just to survive, uh, and uh, my my father back in backstand was looking for a job and work. He didn't speak the Russian language. He didn't, his law diploma wasn't, uh, you know, being uh, accepted. So he 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 struggled, and this is in nineteen eighty nine. Um, he, he struggled quite a bit, for, you know, bringing uh, the bread to the table and saying So. Um, He eventually started doing a trading business with with just $500 that he borrowed from friends and family, Um, and the trading uh, really picked up because at that time, the USSR was falling apart, so all of these countries had a big deficit of trade, so that that played in his favor and a lot of hard work and some luck, so things worked out very well, and he took us um, out, the whole family of Afghanistan, and we went to Tashkent. Uzbekistan, I was to And um, even though I was I was already eight or nine, I was put in grade one um, because I didn't speak the Russian language or the Uzbek language, local language. So I was in grade one. I was bigger than all the other kids. Uh, I didn't mind, but I was happy that I could restart. Uh, I did grade one and two in Uzbekistan. Picked up the Russian language, spoke it fluently, had a lot of friends, <laughs> and, uh, and life was going normal. Until two, two and a half years after uh, my dad said that no, uh, country country's not gonna work for us. I'm having to move the family to Dubai. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big change because in Dubai, the language is English and Arabic. The official language is Arabic, but English is widely spoken. So, in Dubai is very organized, very strict, it has very functional infrastructure. So, when we moved uh, to Dubai, um, and um, I was, and my siblings as well, all of it, but I had to do this problem because I was already aged enough to go to a much higher grade of schooling. Um, So, when I was introduced to schools, they told me that you have to go to grade eight based on your age. So I was hoping I would start from scratch again, go to one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> but actually <laughs> I went I went from grade two, which I had done in 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 Tashken, to eight. So I skipped three, four, five, six, and seven. Wow. Yes. So when I the first grade, the first class I put into a Milwaukee school, an American uh, American school, uh, American curriculum. There was a French teacher speaking French, and I had no clue what language' he was speaking because I didn't speak French, Arabic, or English. Mm-hmm. For two months, I didn't even know if this is a French class or Arabic class or English. that's how that's how mm-hmm. little English I spoke. I, I couldn't even introduce myself in the class, but the school helped me a lot. I had uh, a special classes. I had a teacher that would come at home. I would be studying to sometimes eleven o'clock at night and um, so one thing led to another, I knew that I had no option, but I, I really put a lot of effort, the school put in effort, my parents put effort. And by grade 10, I was among the, the, the ordinary students. And in fact, um, grades 10, 11, and uh, 12, I was awarded uh, as a distinguished student. I was ninety percent um, and above, and I spoke the English language, I picked up French and became and Arabic was doing math and algebra and geometry and I was, assigned, I was like, I was like, I'm on <laughs> the, 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 top, the top 10% in, in my class. And uh, um, that's when I uh, met uh, um, uh, university representatives from America in my school, um, recruiting students. And I, I met a few, I applied uh, to a few of those universities. In fact, two universities only, I applied to the University of Tulsa in Oklahoma to go and, and study and, also Purdue in Indiana. Uh, I got accepted to both, uh, but wow. I, don't, uh, I, I felt comfortable in, 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 in the University of Tulsa because of the side and the campus. I, I've never been to America at that stage. I've never been to university, but I, I as I was reading the so brochure and the lady was, was very, very friendly. Um, so I, 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 I chose the University of Tulsa to, to be my, my, my place and study. So uh, That is amazing. I, I I had to do the sat one sat two uh, the the total exam the language exam all of those were were done and all so I was I was the first um, the first child and the first person our family to to just to go to another country travel so far away and I uh, I did I I, I remember flying Emirates Airlines straight to New York. Uh, I didn't even know if there was a difference between New York, New Jersey, or and uh, New York. <laughs> I don't think maybe there's a misspelling or something. But uh, I, I remember landing in New Jersey and then taking a connecting flight to Dallas, from Dallas to Tulsa. And there I was, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in July 2001. Mm. And I was the first Afghan student in the University of Tulsa. So they have this thing called the freshman orientation year uh, week or something and I was called on stage they uh, they said that this person has made the university have 91 nationalities studying in this this university and we're very proud that we have an avenue student and this is his name this is him and everybody was clapping I was obviously very intimidated. and I was all blushing but uh, uh in uh so it started very smooth, but September 11 happened, after two months, And that was a very, very shocking, very sad day. I I remember going to my class uh, and nobody was in the class. Everybody was in the corridor, looking at this small television screen and there was these buildings falling apart with a lot of dust. And it was, it just looked, it, it looked something like, it looked like something really is going wrong and the university was shut that day. Um, it, then the struggles started where um, Afghanistan was in the news, the Middle East was in the news, and um, the University of Tulsa is known for its uh, engineering college, Petroleum Engineering, they are one of the best. So there were a lot of Saudis and a lot of Emiratis and a lot of Kuwaitis and Bahrainians who were uh, sponsored by the government to study there. The government decided to call all their students back because they felt you would be safer so i spoke to the university they told me because you're holding an admin passport when you go back you may have struggled with getting another visa to the united states so it's your choice i spoke to my parents they they told me because you you learn on the ground you decide i decided to stay back so i think that's one of the best decisions i took i stayed back um, and.
0: <laughs> So you're able to complete a degree by staying back?
1: I stayed back, I completed my degree, but what happened was magical afterwards. I met some of the most wonderful people in the university in Tulsa, in America. I never, I don't remember spending a Thanksgiving or a Christmas or a New Year or an Easter alone. I was never alone, I was always surrounded, invited to their homes, we used to, make, I know how to make a turkey now, <laughs> I know everything about Christmas and I, I still have a Christmas tree every Christmas in my house now, I I, I became so um, familiar with, with the culture and the society and I. And, the, and and there was this one, one, one lady telling me that, look, we know you were not part of all of this. We we, we like you, we care for you. Please don't be <laughs> bad And I'm thinking that you're, you're such wonderful people. Uh, I actually felt so welcomed in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in America in general. And I I, I did graduate and I I, I did get uh, my diploma in, uh, in international business and languages. Uh, you know, and. Uh, it was it was it was some of the best times, but then I, I didn't stop. I went to Boston and I, I got my MBA uh, from Suffolk um. University um so so I did, I, I spent a total of seven years in America. but I did go back once or twice after the after things the, the dust had settled and things were better. Uh, and I was able to get my visit coming back uh, uh, and uh, so that so I, I, I that the whole journey in america was 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 a very Inspiring one because I had just turned eighteen, so I was open to to fresh experience, fresh people, fresh, fresh uh, the way of looking at things, and that's where I learned a lot about how a government works, or about America, about mm. so many nationalities mm. and cultures, and, and like it was it was it was just just uh, an amazing experience. Uh, uh, came back to Dubai and started working in the family business. Uh, and the family business is into three areas basically, uh, banking, real estate, and trading. So, mm-hmm. and our our business uh, was had all started with a five hundred dollars that my my father had borrowed from from his friends. And my, my father, you know, we, we that is the,
0: amazing.
1: He, he's. He's our, uh, you know, Steve Jobs and Elon, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. He he's one of those people that doesn't talk too much. He's quiet, but he's super intelligent. He's 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 an amazing person. And he uh, he told me, look, we we gotta go to the roots, and the roots are in Afghanistan. So we had two banks in Afghanistan, Aziz Bank and the, the Afghanistan Islamic Bank. He he said, I, I think I should start with the banking. So now. I came from this wonderful country. Uh, uh, coming to another wonderful city like Dubai, I had to fly to Afghanistan. And um, Afghanistan is a whole different ball game because um, it wasn't safe uh, as much. It was even though the Taliban were not there, but there was a lot of you know these attacks happening and you needed to have an armored car, security guards, and a lot of safety precautions had to be taken. Um, so was going back and forth. I would spend the weekends in Dubai working in Afghanistan, and I put all of that American education into work. Um, it was yes. all the theories. I was all theories that I had to convert into <laughs> practice. Uh, and I, I, I actually was at one point teaching uh, students new recruit new hires. I was teaching them about banking and similar about <laughs> uh, you know accounting and management and marketing. And then the conversation would break into like politics and religion and America and this and that. So it was it was it it was an interesting time. But I think the the struggles with the way that Afghanistan was very dysfunctional as as a country. There's no proper court and systems and the electricity or anything. That again comes to making you stronger. Afghanistan made me. Gave me so much as I looked at things from the roots, I was able to look at construction from how it's done from the roots, I was looking at banking and how it's done from scratch, when, when 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 those banking professionals and software are not there, how do you do banking in a very manual way. How do you do trading in a manual way when the bank guarantees do not exist and the letter of credit does not exist, like all of those <laughs> things that we take for granted, like a calculator, for example, what if the calculator was not there, you had to do it all manually so. Afghanistan gave me that side of looking at business and how things were so automated in America and in Dubai and the UAE, but in Afghanistan it was so manual. Um, then th- things became really uh, gloomy in two thousand eight when the global crisis uh, had, had, had happened, and it was uh, our business was 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 struggling. Everybody was struggling, and to make things worse the worst thing happened uh, in our family is that uh, my brother who was also in America wanting to study both of his kidneys had failed. Uh, he's an 18 year old man and his kidneys were functioning only 3% and 5%. So on one side is this all this crisis, business difficulties. On the other side, you heard this news of my younger brother going through a very dangerous illness in a very difficult time so i remember very well that all of those business struggles looked so so tiny like a mickey mouse compared to what yes. was happening to a family member um, mm-hmm. because that, that is your that is your that is that is that, that, that that's when i realized what, what is more important which it's with it's your family that, that matters it's your siblings i i i was more like like a father to my siblings because my dad was always busy with his business <laughs> ventures, um, so I was very, very close to all my siblings, especially this brother, uh, for a while And now he's okay. He had to go through kidney transplant dialysis, unfortunately. Then, uh, but that struggle in itself again came back to making you stronger. I learned so much about the medical world, about transplants, about dialysis, about um, later on. Another sibling became sick, and uh, she had uh, cancer. Um, all of this chemo, and so it's, it's it's all of these struggles that that actually takes you to to a whole different level. And it's so important not to fall for those struggles and get depressed, and get on some crazy medications, and you know, give up on things, and start doing all unhealthy things because you wanna from them but actually facing them face to face and saying okay maybe this was destiny let me find a solution with with all of these different things happening um
0: you you always seems like a focus in on how to solve the problems then i to solve the
1: problem yeah it's yeah when you're solving the problem what happens is that you pick so many so much knowledge you pick up so many new um uh skills you pick up new hobbies habits like <laughs> like i know a lot about now about the medical world because of, of these struggles of, of family members being sick i know a lot about banking uh, i know about culture because of traveling i picked up so many languages i speak eight languages uh four of those fluently and another four enough that i, I can carry on the conversation do my thing but with culture with with language, you learn the culture. You learn about the food, you learn about- You learn about- Traditions, people. Traditions, the culture, all of their unspoken rules. Um, Like I I speak fluent Hindi. When I go to India, I feel like I am so Indian. (laughs) I I know their music, I know their movies, I know their food. (laughs) I, I don't need to break the ice. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when I go to Germany, now today, today on paper, I'm a German citizen because that's where I met my wife. My wife is from there. So our second home is Frankfurt, Germany. When I'm in Germany, I feel so German. Now, Germany, India, they're so different. But I feel German in Germany. I feel American in America. I feel Emirati in Dubai. I feel Indian in India. It's it's like, and I feel, of course, Afghan in Afghanistan. But I think with all of these struggles, you look, you pick up language, you know about the the, the the whole work environment, about how to work with people differently. You you meet somebody from, from the Middle East and you want to do business, you have to be so indirect, feet around the bushes, and it's more about showing respect and all that. You meet somebody from the Netherlands, oh my god, you have to be so straightforward, like <laughs> boom 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 <laughs> like that itself. <laughs> There's, there are people who read books about it. Okay, how do, how do I do business in Germany? How do I do? But actually when you dive deep and you picked it through first hand experience, it's it's beautiful because it's not it's not in the moral theory where you're like, okay, I I, I I figured it out. So I was a bit more meeting around the bushes with the Arabs and I was a bit more direct with the people from Poland or Germany. <laughs> actually you don't, you switch, you switch automatically to be more European or to be more American or to be more Indian or to be more Arab or to be more african you switch without without any kind of um hesitation. Like a blink. Yeah. <laughs> like a blink, like a blink, right? So it's it's <laughs> oh my God. I I so 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 now now i I'm have obviously I'm I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Dubai and we have we have this business and we're in a business which I absolutely love uh is is we're developing real estate. Real estate a lot of people look at it differently of building homes, technology, what the heck. I look at it more like a emotional business. It's an emotional vibe. You fall in love with the house, you raise family, you have kids, you age in that, people may die in the house. People may, you know, they get old in that property. So it's a very emotional business on one sense. I, and I always felt like that. When when I see some, some people that they got their home and they moved in and they're so happy, and they're like look my child's bed is going to be there and my room is going to be there my office is going to be there i get i, I get this goosebumps because i'm thinking okay i was i was I played a little bit of a role in making that happen because this person is going to have a good um a, a good life i hope in that property so so for me a real estate is much more meaningful than just building another box another shelter it's it's a very emotional thing so um, and and I and I always speak to our team here, the architects and the construction team. That look, imagine this is your own home. What would you not want in it? Please do not be careless. Do not be in a rush. Be paying attention to every little single thing, because there will be a family. There will be somebody living in this. So we all go out for work, for play, but we we'll come back and sleep somewhere, whether it's a hotel or a house. But there is a shelter, there's a roof on top of us. Most of us. So yeah. everybody has a need for, for a home. And, and as a developer, we, we build all kinds of properties, whether it's commercial, or residential, shopping mall. but the majority is, is residential. So, so it's a it's a it's it's a very interesting business. I something I truly love.
0: Mm. Seems like you had an amazing trajectory in your life. And, And I love earlier when you were sharing how things started and how from one misfortune and lack of opportunity due to civil war, you were able to leverage what you could and shine, picking up the language, connecting with the different cultures, and then be able to skyrocket when you were given chance and opportunity to study and not only Finish degrees. You know how many people finish degrees, but they're not able to apply much in practically. And you, since like, have this amazing skill set. Not only you can learn about it, but now you can practically apply and look at what you accomplished. First of all, kudos for this amazing um, share of your story and your journey. But I wanted to ask you, obviously, you mentioned your father many times, how he was instrumental role model, how much he gave and pushed and also create opportunities because of who he is. And since, like as they say, Apple doesn't fall far away from tree, and now you are doing something beautiful, helping people in Afghanistan, making huge impact and difference also in Dubai but also everywhere else you go. So what would we, you would say the most fundamental uh, reason behind all of that?
1: All right, so my dad, is <laughs> not very talkative. He's, he's usually in his own thoughts, he's very focused. He's a very kind man. But from time to time, uh, after I test I, 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 I him a lot, he ends up talking <laughs> and he opens up. And there's a few things he, he 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 I've learned a lot from him. I, I follow him follow his footsteps. And know, I, I have this belief that a good leader was a good follower, so initially he was a good follower, then he became a good leader. So when I look at him, I want to I want to be his follower. I want to follow. I want to learn from him. And so hopefully that I I, I would have the, the the fortune of leading something in, in, in the future. But I, I look at him and I have a lot of respect. But the, but the few the few things he he told me, which uh, we, we, they, they may sound a bit funny, but but, but look at the example he gave me, and he got into my mind. He said, look, when there is a fight between uh, a cat and a chicken, who wins? And I'm like, what do you mean? Of course, the cat is much more, you know, agile and strong. It has all the teeth. <laughs> the So he said, no. He said, um, when the chicken is chased all around and the chicken reaches the corner, she will turn around and fight back like there is no tomorrow. And that cat will be chased away like nothing else. And I'm like, well, so what does that mean? He said, when you are in a corner in life and you are struggling, that's when you become very brilliant. That's when you come up with the most amazing ideas. And he says, in my life, I came very, very brilliant, mentally came up with ideas when I was in a situation where I was cornered and, he was cornered many times. He has lost his businesses many times. He lost siblings to war. He has seen so many changes. He has seen his home country go to to to, to demolish. Like it, 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 he, those things have put him in a position where he 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 has become much stronger because of the things he's gone through, and then. As, as as I got to know him better, the other thing he was telling me, I said, I know, Dad, I want to do my, my own business, but I don't want to do mistakes, so tell me, like, what is the first few basic rules and da-da-da. And he was telling me something that was and not very descriptive. He said, you have to be very brave, okay? He said, my son, you have to be brave. And I'm thinking, what the heck, like, okay, you're coming from Afghanistan, <laughs> so everything's about bravery and fight, what, the, what are you talking about? He said, no, you have to be brave about being able to lose money. And and I thought to myself, okay, what does that mean? So what I did is, without telling anybody, because I wanted to be a bit more careful, I started a, a couple of businesses in, in Frankfurt, Germany, to see how things would go okay. In fact, if I if I didn't make it, 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 it I could just <laughs> not tell anybody. But, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I did some development in, in, in Frankfurt, Germany, and in some of the projects, I lost money. And when I lost money, I was remembering what my dad was saying. He was saying yes to brave enough to lose you can't always win so when you lose you cannot break you cannot get depressed that i lost so he said you have to not be in love with with, with money and, and things because they all come and go you are born naked you leave naked from this, this planet so why you can't take all of these things with you whether it's your home or your car or all your wealth and bank accounts so you have to be ready to lose it and gain it again, lose it and gain it. So when I went through some of those losses, I that's when I came back to him. I said, "Let me tell you, I was brave, and thank you. It, it helped a lot. I lost money, and I didn't mind because I learned and from it. So no matter how many times he said, he told me more elaborately. He said, "Look, you can fail so many times. He said, The number of times I've fallen is much more, much more than the time, number of times I've succeeded." But every time I fell, I didn't go depressed and crazy and went home and all upset, moody. Maybe I was moody for a day, he said, but then the next day I woke up and I said, okay, I'm gonna have another chance at this. And, and that, that, that the, so those, those words, when I, when I hear him talk, when I hear, when I hear him take his, he, I, I see a lot of action in him. As I said, he doesn't talk a lot, but the, the steps he takes, the, the, the heart he has for, for taking those risks sometimes It's it's amazing. And he he doesn't have that love for for money, but actually because he doesn't have it, he's getting more and more successful financially because he wants to do better. He wants to build a better home, a better bank, better trading business. The next business he wants to get into, for example, hospitality, we want to build the best hotels. It's not in the about which hotel is going to be more profitable than the revenues using the numbers. It's about, okay, these hotels are actually missing this and that. Why can't make a better product? So that, that that is something I truly get inspired with. I, I like people who are focused on making things better. And, and, and in fact, one of the countries where I see a lot of this is in, in Germany. The Germans have this amazing persona. They complain so much. Oh my God. But they're complaining about getting it better. You know, you're not happy with this. They want to make it better, 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 better. better. That's why they make some of the best cars, they make airplanes, they make the best technology, is because they are not, they they always want to have a step better, a step better. And and I see that in my dad a lot as well. So yeah, so he's an inspiration for me. I can talk for hours about him.
0: (laughs) That is beautiful because um, we all have a room for improvement and we're all work in progress, but we're also all masterpiece. And, and you obviously know what where you master of, but the fact that you've seen opportunities in this world and opportunities where you can make an even bigger impact and do greater good. I mean, I'm just being blown away how much you donate and support for... Um, different initiatives uh, around the world and, and specifically with different collaborations and whatnot. And then how much you really are looking after uh, people t- in future generation, which is fantastic, as you were mentioning, how much you trained people around financial literacy, for example, which is hugely missing even everywhere in the world. Uh, so, so just even here in the United States, I want to say, but it's also beautiful to see, as you pointed out, where did we stem from? Where are our roots? Where are our values? And, and how those value help us to lead in today's world? And what I'm really finding interesting, your values and your mission and vision of your company and how you leading with your father today. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that and what do you think as a result uh, attributed his tremendous success and recognition in the Bywood royal family with one of the best real estate builders, not only with amazing, beautiful designs of quality, but also how you treat your employees.
1: I think, I think you know when I, when I first started working with my dad, I was observing him a lot, and I was really, uh, I, I really, I, I'm a father now. I have children of my own. I have two children, of boy and a girl. And I think it's absolutely important for parents to be extremely careful, regardless of what age, uh, with their actions, because the kids, uh, the children, will observe them and learn from them. So I, I was when I started working with him, I was what 23, uh, 23 years old or twenty-four, and at that age, until today, I observe him and watch him, and I learn from him. And if he has a habit that is not so good, I would I would look at that as well. And if he has good habit, I will look at us. I see both. So yeah. I, I I was I was I was very fortunate to have somebody where he was doing things which which inspired me. For example, when you mentioned about giving charities and helping others, it was he was always doing it but under the radar, like he was never visible. He didn't want to credit in the stuff. Then then we had a conversation. I said that if we make this public, then others maybe also motivated to do something similar. So you actually are making the charity, the support and help better. So we've been always involved in it. Like like the American University in Afghanistan was established by my father. He was the chairman. He donated a lot to the university. And he was was on the board there, you know, Laura Bush uh, uh, had opened the university. Um, That university is now not not there, but for the longest time we were sponsoring students. Uh, we, We have built, a lot of facilities to train the young Afghans on anything free of charge. Uh, But it was mostly about banking and whether they worked in our bank or others, it didn't matter. They were getting free training. We would get professionals from all over to come to Afghanistan and train these young uh, young people. We had situations where a lot of Afghan families were too concerned about their their girls going to work because they felt it was not safe. So we provided Facilities where they'll be picked from their home, drop the work, and and drop back to their home in front of their doorsteps. <clears throat> so they, they felt very comfortable sending their girls to to our uh, bank working there. So we had thirty to forty percent of our staff were female. That's unheard of in Afghanistan. So like 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 when when I, when I see him doing that, I really feel in, feel that okay, I, I I'm working with, with the right person and all that. So so he, he he's what now he's. Uh, sixty two years old, and he's he's wanting to you know to look after himself, relax, a step back. And there's a lot that um, I'm looking at in a way where where I want to take his inspiration and make it better, take his vision and make it better. so I am now deeply involved in the family business, and we um, we we, we want to do something where it's, it's it, it has a wow factor whether it's for our staff or whether it's for the people who are our customers um, and, and dubai is all about wow if, if, if it's not yes. wow then <laughs> <laughs> bling bling
0: <laughs> and your buildings yes. and your architecture you're so we, we, yeah, we, 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 we're building
1: uh, the <laughs> second tallest tower on the planet so dubai is going to have bush khalifa the tallest and the second tallest and 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 you know work has started on this on this property designs and building permits. All. So this is going to be a, a, a very uh, tall tower. It's an amazing tower. the hotel at the top. It is the residential. There's commercial uh, shopping mall at the, at the first few floors. But then there is other uh, master communities which has every single thing. Where it's a full community with thousands uh, of, of homes and, and and villas and mansions. And water features, shopping malls, schools, hospitals, kindergartens, sporting facilities. That is uh, in in Dubai South, it's an area here next to the new airport. Um, And and we're just coming out of the Riviera project, which was another uh, 76 buildings. um, And and we have finished uh, delivering phase one and two, phase three being delivered by July and August, and phase four next year. Um, That had more than 16,000 homes in it. Um, a, a, an amazing project, but but we we have been we have been scattered throughout Dubai. We're on the while, <laughs> We're in the Far West, four cities, city, we're in Al Fujjan. Uh, so the, the, the development business has been has been has been, has been always has been there. Now with with the situation in Afghanistan, with the Taliban coming back, a lot of banks have been str- struggling, but our banks, both of them, are still open for business and still functioning. So. There's been a lot of support from the from the from the Aziz group in Dubai, helping them stay stay on their feet and, and continue functioning. So that business is still there, the development business also in the USN, And we're looking into expanding internationally. So internationally, I personally love America, but America is a bit far. So I had to go to the next <laughs> best Europe. So we're looking at Europe, we're looking at opening uh, you know um, um, A water factory in Switzerland. We're looking into doing iconic developments in Frankfurt, London. Uh, We're looking into doing hospitality projects in France. So hospitality is building hotels. Uh, So there's there's a lot of that international expansion, but we'll be a Dubai-based company going abroad and 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 and, you know leaving our footprint there. And again, with the same mindset of doing something better. So, and we're we're a big company now. I mean here. The Daziti group, we are almost 12,000 staff uh, and the Daziti developments, where, where I am based at the moment, we are 4,000 plus now. Um, so, and, and we do everything. So, unlike some developers, who, we just buy the land and then they give it to a designer, they give it to a contractor, they give it to a sales team, it's all outsourced and they have their own small core team. We don't, we're not like that. We, we we're deep into this. We have our own design team, we have our own construction team, we have our own, um, facility maintenance team. We have our sales team. We have our customer service team. Every single thing that may be required for a development business to be functional is within the same umbrella. So when clients step in, they don't have to really out- be worried about okay, who's gonna collect my rent? Who's gonna maintain my property when it's delivered and all that? It's all it's all within one umbrella. We sometimes outsource uh, uh, architects that do uh, concepts. Because we want fresh ideas out of Italy and France and, and England and all the They they come with fresh ideas, but otherwise everything is, is, is in-house. And this uh, has made things much more efficient for us. And the quality is in our control. We buy, we buy all the materials, so whether it's the tile or the kitchens or the electrical systems, mechanical systems, it's all being procured by our own team. Um, so that, that's that's the setup of, of the of the real estate part. And I um, uh, and and I'm also involved in the international expansion, but but we always work as a family, as a team. I think uh, one of the most uh, important thing for me personally is I do not do micromanagement. Um, we have a team that, that have wonderful experience. They're good people and they know what they're doing and they're experts in their area. So for me to come and say, hey, why don't you do it like that, like that, I, I would make myself exhausted and make myself look bad actually when they know better. So I'd rather sit back and say, come to me when when, when I can help, but otherwise do your thing the way you think. And they, they get much more, you know, they get, they get, they just feel much more comfortable when they know that, that their department is in their control. So I, I, I don't like the whole micromanagement or others when they do so, because I think the outcome is so, uh, centralized. I, I would prefer a decentralized system, but according to one central system with, with one vision, however, everybody should know what they're doing. Everybody's mature enough, even if they have a simple job, they know their area pretty well. And there's others with very complex job, and then you come on top of them being bossy That look, I want you to do like that, just so that you can score some. Uh, I, I I think that is quite. Uh, inefficient
0: way of working. So that, that's, that's my approach, please. Mm. I love your passion. I love your vision. I love how you are now transforming not only Middle East, but you're going to be transforming Europe. Uh, I was a European transplant here in the United States. I'm super excited to see also Um, your footprint there, Uh, but with everything that you so far accomplished and things you're already having works, I'm just curious what's left in a bucket list and always wanted to know, Uh, In terms of your legacy, what would you like to be remembered and known by, not only by your beautiful wife, your beautiful children, your beautiful family that you have, but your siblings, your father, but just, and of course, for a representation of Afghani people, but what would you really deep down with everything so far uh, say, oh my goodness, I feel like I did it because that was my dream to come true.
1: I think, I think that, that if I could just put it in one single word, one single word that's absolutely dear to me is the word tolerance. Um, when you're tolerant, you're patient, you're forgiving, you, but at least that's how I see myself, you become so much more than just uh, another entrepreneur, businessman, or family person or this and that. It's, when you when you can't manage your your yourself and you don't have the tolerance and patience and you're very selfish, I I think that 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 creates so many more problems. I I need so many more struggles and you're never happy. Being grateful. So the, the word grateful, patient, tolerance, all of these uh, is is what I I personally get. Uh, Get, get very passionate about I get very happy when I, when I meet people that are like that, when I, when I, uh, so I, I'm attached to people who are like that, maybe because I want to be like that. And, and I, I think from uh, the, the, the thing that passed to the next generation, or the, 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 my, my friends and families, and, and, and our colleagues here, is, is about how to be more tolerant of, of others. Uh, we're all different. We're all, uh, we, we come from different backgrounds, we speak different languages, different cultures, different, you know, we, we may have all different challenges, physical challenges, uh, or, or illnesses, and, and if we are not tolerant, then um, we're just absolutely uh, an inconvenience. I would like to come to my home, my workplace, and be like, because I'm not an inconvenience for others. I don't want to be the boss that comes and everybody's like, oh my God, he's here again. Oh, mm-hmm. I wish he was on holiday. It never comes back. So it's, uh, it's 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 very I think it's it's very important for, for people who are in a position to work with others and and, and lead others and, and, and manage others to be to be kind and tolerant and, and accepting. Um, so, so so, if I put it in one word again, it will go back to tolerance.
0: I love that. And that one word it means so much and actually is profound because if we have more tolerance individually and collectively, we all will be in such a better place. Don't you think so? 120%. And in closing, uh, do you mind for heart letting people that are watching and listening, where they can find a little about you and how they can get in touch? Because obviously you're part of a ZZ development group. Uh, We can share the website and all of that, but for people truly that connected and resonate your story, your vision, your goals and objectives, um, and wanted to see some of your projects and be involved um, where they can go.
1: Well, I, I'm mostly based in Dubai, uh, even though I travel a lot for work, but uh, I am on Chevrolet in our office mostly. And I'm out I'm on, on the social media portals, like especially LinkedIn. Um, I, I check my LinkedIn myself, uh, even though I get help with the post sometimes because of the time, uh, uh, shortage of time, others help me. But when it comes to checking my accounts and, and messages, I, I do on Instagram as well. And um, I, I am I'm very accessible. Uh, um, I I have i uh, I've always been a, a people person. We you know we're all social creatures. I I feel mm-hmm. comfortable being around people. I I I'm quite accessible and uh you know, our offices are here. If there are people interested in coming to Dubai, maybe wanting to buy a home, they don't need to buy anything from us, but our team can <laughs> advise and guide them, and, and, yes. and we can tell them more about Dubai because this is this is like the New York of the Middle East. So. Uh, when you 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 want to be with the right, with the right people, getting the right advice, um, uh, and the right guidance, because uh, buying a home is one of the biggest uh, investments. It's one of the most expensive thing, and it's a big decision. So, so you, you see, there are, there are people in America, in Europe, whoever is listening to this, and they wanna, they they wanna hop by to our office. If they, if, I, if I don't get a chance and have you know, for the fortune the the opportunity to meet the others in my team here. Uh, we'd we'll be very happy to support them all that. So we're based in Dubai. Very easy to find us on our website The easy developments. You can Google my name. You know, these days you have to be out on, on the internet. <laughs> <to be visible>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you are. That's fantastic. And in closing, one thing if you want to share about Dubai, what is super exciting in your mind uh, right now um, that you can say, from driver's seat that you're in, that you're shaping with your family, amazing, not only buildings, uh, but but just beautiful residents. And, and with this great vision, what would you say it's one thing that that you're super excited about and for everybody that never experienced Dubai that wanted to come?
1: Advise, look, Dubai is um, 92% expats. So people from all over have gathered into this beautiful city. You can practice your language, your culture, your religion, and nobody really boxes you with anything. You have churches, you have mosques, you have temples. All everything is 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 here, and it's truly a reflection of what I am. I I speak all these languages and all of this culture. I can find all of these restaurants, and Dubai has all of that to offer. So Dubai is very multicultural, multi-ethnic, and, and very welcoming, very open, very safe, very peaceful, very